Welcome, welcome, welcome to Are You Determined to Grow? This is your host, Prophetess Denise Kelly. Thank you guys for showing up, always supporting your sister and your sister in law. <laughs> we listened to a little bit of The Walls. Uh, this song is not for you if you're perfect. It's called Perfect People, but it's actually talking about the opposite. If you're a miracle today, always made a way. If you have food to eat, a place to sleep, you really can't complain. This song is so we're going to be going into first Samuel, the fourth chapter. We're going to be talking about some things. We are going to get it started. I think people make some noise. First time the fourth chapter. If you have food to eat, a place to sleep, really can't complain. All right, all right, all right. No, I'm just guessing. She mm. mm. muted us. I muted myself. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's so actually I what I meant to say. So I could tell Alexi to stop. So. Oh, okay. Uh, so let's. We're gonna go ahead and pray in. And uh, I'm going to pray us in today. And uh, and then I'm going to have one of you guys pray us out. Uh, hopefully nobody shows up while I'm praying. <clears throat> Wait till I get through praying. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for <laughs> another opportunity, Father God, to come before you as humble as we know how. And as we begin to talk about the things that we're going to be talking about in 1 Samuel, the fourth chapter, I pray that you get the glory. I pray, Father God, over our finances, Lord God, that they will line up with your will and purpose for our lives. I pray, Father God, that our bodies, that we will be healed, Father God, and it will line up with our, your purpose for our lives. I pray, Father God, that your word, Lord God, will do what it is called to do, Father God. Lord God, that it will go out, Father God, and come back to us, not void. In the name of Jesus, Father God, praying over businesses, praying over dreams, praying over healing and loss of loved ones. Father God, we are laying it all at your feet because you're worthy. We give you the glory. We give you honor. We give you the praise. Praying over family, Lord God. Unification of the family, but you know what, God? Most of all, unification in you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' Amen. name. 
Amen. 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 We got another good one, you guys. This is going to be great. And I'm also going to forewarn you that in April, we're going to be, uh, you guys are going to be uh, getting ready to give us something on Wednesday night. So April, I, I can't remember how many of us are actually normally on, but uh, I think it's around four. So the month of April is going to be you guys' month. So put that in your mind, put that in your heart. Don't skip out on the sisters. Just get ready for your word. Amen. 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 So we have, I think it's 22 verses. 22 verses. 22 verses, the fourth chapter of First Samuel. So with 22 uh, verses, I don't know if Brother Benoit can read or not. So I'm going to, uh, we're going to uh, break it up into three anyway. And if he can read, we'll let him read at the end. If not, I'll read the last four. So 21, so that's about seven verses. 21 verses. First Samuel 4, start with verse 1 to verse 7. Okay. I'll read uh, 1 through 7. Uh, I'm reading the NIV version. Okay. Um, I was hoping the noise audio would connect, but yeah, we may be connect. having problems. Yeah, I mean, we can wait a minute or two. Um. We got, time. we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about, but we got time. Mm -hmm. It's all gonna be uh, good. I don't think we can. Mm -hmm. I guess he just got connected. Okay. Go. All right. So you go ahead. Okay. First uh, Samuel four verses one through seven. Yes. Um. Now, this is NIV. Now the Israelites went out to fight against the Philistines. The Israelites camped at Ebenezer and the Philistines at Aphek. The Philistines deployed their forces to meet Israel. And as the battle spread, Israel was defeated by the Philistines who killed about 4,000 of them on the battlefield. When the soldiers returned to camp, the elders of Israel asked, why did the Lord bring defeat on us today? Hmm. before the Philistines. Let us bring the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from Shiloh so that he may go with us and save us from the hand of our enemies. So the people sent men to Shiloh and they brought back the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord Almighty, who was enthroned between the cherubim. cherubim. And Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. When the Ark of the Lord's Covenant came into the camp, all Israel raised each raised such a great shout that the ground shook. Hearing the uproar, the Philistines asked, what's all this shouting in the Hebrew camp? When they learned that the Ark of the Lord had come into the camp, the Philistines were afraid. A God has come into the camp, they said. Oh no, nothing like this has happened before. We're, 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 uh, 
I can't tell you that. So read eight through 14 or 15. It's eight. Woe. Go ahead. Woe unto us who shall deliver us out of the hands of these mighty gods. These are the gods that smart the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Be strong and quiet yourself like men, O ye Philistines, that ye be not servants unto the Hebrews, as they have been to your quiet yourself like men, and fight. Well, stop, baby. And, and the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten, and they fleed every man unto his tent. And there was a very great slaughter, for there fell of Israel 30,000 footmen. Can you see the number? Keep going. And the ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hafim and Phineas, were slain. And there ran a man of Benjamin out of the army and came to Shiloh the same day with his clothes rent and with earth upon his head. And when he came low, Eli sat upon a seat by the wayside, watching for his heart trembled for the ark of God and when the men came into the city and told it, all the city cried out. And when Eli heard the noise of the crying, he said, what meaning the noise of this trumpet? And the man came in hastily and told Eli. Now Eli was. Huh? Yeah, go ahead and read that. You can read it. Okay. Now, where am I, Eli was 90. Now Eli was 90 and 8 years old, and his eyes were dim, and he could not see. Brother Benoit, can you read for us? Start with verse. He froze, didn't he? It looks like he's frozen. Hey, boy. Hey, brother. Yeah, he yeah, froze. He's definitely froze. It's very weird. Oh. <laughs> and the man said to Eli, I am he that came out of the army, and I flee today out of the army. And he said, What is thou done, my son? And the messenger answered and said, Israel is flee before the Philistines. <clears throat> and there had been also a great slaughter among the people. And they two sons also, Aphino and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God is taken. And it came to pass, when he made mention of the ark of God, that he fell from off the sea, mm. backward. 
by the side of the gate, and his neck broke, break, and he died, for he was an old man and heavy, and he had judged Israel 40 years. Mm. Keep going. No, I'll I finish it off since Brother Benoit is frozen. Okay. Uh, all right, so now his daughter-in-law, Phineas, Phineas's wife, was with child and due to deliver. And when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself to give birth. For her labor pain came upon her. And about that time, about the time of her death, the women stood by her, said to her, Do not fear, for you have borne a son. But she did not answer, nor did she regard it. Then she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory of God, the glory has departed from Israel. Because the ark of God has been captured and because her father-in-law and husband and because of her father-in-law and her husband and she said the glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God has been captured. So we lost Brother Benoit, uh, but yeah. he'll come back in. <clears throat> so as we begin to talk tonight, I just kind of want a, to get a few thoughts. I want to throw a few thoughts out there and we're going to kind of discuss it. What do you do? Huh. When everything that you put your faith in is gone. And what I mean by that, the symbolization of what we put our faith in. It's gone because God ain't left nobody. He has, he has not left us. He is still there. And then the second part of that is, why is it that people start trouble and then try to get God involved in their mess? <laughs> so we're going to be talking about those thoughts. And then I want to talk about the reputation of God. So we're going to be talking about these. These are some of the things that I want to talk about today because we're going to start it out slow. And I just feel like we're going to get caught up in this in this thing, because first of all. In verse one, it talks about that Samuel was prophesying to Israel. And so my first thought was, well, what was he saying? Was he warning them to let them know that they were not doing the right thing uh, for God, that they were in trouble, that they were about to be uh, in, uh, in you know, captured or, or defeated. What was he saying? And then it talks about, so then we talk, so they went off to war. Hmm. Now, and this is, oh my goodness. So let me talk about the number four first. So because there were 4,000 that, that passed, so we want to say, so four is the number of the earth. So it's the number of the earth. That's the easiest way to put it. I feel like I need my phone by me for some reason. 
So, um, so four is the number of the earth. So let's look and see what happened. So the people, I'm going to say, got the big head. They were powerful. God had been doing miraculous things in their lives. They had been just defeating everything around them. And so I believe that they got the big head. But how about you? How, do you, how many of you know that you still need God in the midst of whatever you get ready to do? Yeah. They decided they was going to go to war. And because they had done, they had been in the habit of going to war and been in the habit of doing this, that, and the other, then, so they just started doing it without even asking God. Wouldn't that been a good thing? You got the prophet right there. So why not ask God about it? So why would you go off? I'm going to say have cocked, y'all. And ask, I ask God about the situation. So I'm going to put this question out there. Have you ever have you ever went out and did something and then asked God about it? Like, and give me an example. Like, if you've done that, then, then what was your results of going out before God? Because see, God is supposed to go before us, right? So we go out before God. What happened? Throw it out there, y'all. Go for it. Don't tell yeah, I went. I prayed. I never stupid. Uh, nineteen ninety one. I prayed that I was a robber, babe. And uh, I prayed to God to not let me kill nobody and not let me get killed. I'm finna go get it. And I went out there to the store and and and, and pulled a robber. Police came in the store. I draw down on them. They draw down on me. It was a big mess, but they couldn't kill me, you know, and 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 I couldn't kill them, but they whipped me to death, though, <laughs> you know. And then when I get to jail, the, the, the police that took me to jail, he said, "This is my friend. Y'all take care." That was the result. God, you man, it, it was so many people got saved under the sound of my weak boys. It was pitiful, you know, and and that was the results. God used my stupidity and turned it out to good for somebody else's salvation, you know. And hey, that's that's all I can say. Amen. You know? Amen. Mm. Amen. Sister Vanessa, have you ever went out on limb? Yeah. Without yes. God, and then ask God to assist you after you got out mm, there. That's my story. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yes, I have. And, and Babe was semi-right, he said, with the busters. But, um, yeah, like uh, dealing with um, my singleness and the loneliness and stuff like that. I didn't ask God, um, God, should I go do this? You know, should I talk to this guy that's uh, uh, talking to me through uh, Facebook, whatever it is? You know what I'm saying? Should, so, no, I didn't ask God anything that I basically was led by how I was feeling at the time. I was lonely. 
I wanted something. I wanted a relationship. Um, so I allowed um, some of the relationships that came into my life to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, not only did anything change once I finally, um, I already knew that th this wasn't the relationship for me, but I didn't pray to God about it. I was in it. It was just, it was just messy and it was a mess. I was a mess. But when I finally made a decision that I was going to be done um, with it, that's the time I prayed to the Lord, basically saying, Lord, if this is not for me, change my heart such that I no longer desire to be chasing after this person or whatever, allowing this person to be in my life. So, yes. I'm putting a question out there. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just putting a question out there. So, Brother Bernard, oh, have you ever, in the context of 1 Samuel 4, went before God? Because, you know, God's supposed to go before us, right? Went before mm -hmm. God and then called God into your mess? And what was the result? He could be frozen again, man. We're going to come back to that question, since Brother Benoit, unless Brother Benoit was muted and he didn't realize he was muted, but uh sound like he might have like a bad connection over there but we we, we can move on because we got more questions i feel like he's frozen anyway so that's not frozen so let's look at let's look at what happened so after they got whooped after they got their head beat down then they're mm. gonna ask god for help <laughs> actually they didn't really ask let, let me take that back because they didn't ask god for help what they did was they went and got a civilization of God and then they, you know, brought God and said, you know, uh, in, in, in lieu of him helping us because they figured he was going to help us because they have been helping many times before. But they never did ask him. So they brought the ark. They roared and cried and hollered out and they cried out so much that the Philistines thought, oh my God. So my question is, is another good question. What happens when the God with the great reputation does nothing? Does nothing. Allows you to get whooped in this case. What do you mean what happens? Hopefully you've learned something. <laughs> that's all I can say <laughs> hopefully you learn something so and hopefully you it, yeah so sometimes it's naming and claiming do you feel like God is in that sometimes and sometimes he's not naming and claiming uh -uh. no I don't feel like he is because right. God has a direction for us doesn't he he tells us what right. he's going to do for us and what he's going to uh, now, I believe that we, we can put scriptures on certain things, but of course, it still has to line up with God's will for our wow. lives. Correct. So they was praising God. They shook the earth. And <laughs> then the, the man, I mean, the Philistines was like, oh, we're we about to get whooped up in hell. 
And then the speech. Let's talk about the speech for just a moment. And we're going to talk just about the one part where it says, fight like a man. Yeah. Fight like a man. Fight like men. It says. What exactly does that mean? Oh, man. Of on here. Fight like a man. What that mean? Oh, what man. Of mean? The God man. The power that God gives us. What we possess in God. Fight as kings, sons of kings. Fight knowing that God is in control. I like that. I like that. So, Vanessa, when somebody said you fight like a girl, what, they, what do they mean? <laughs> that you're weak. <laughs> that's what they try to mean when they say that. <laughs> yes, that's what they mean. has to do with when he said fight like a man in other words he wanted them to uh struggle against all odds to continue to fight but then when he says they i mean it is an insult fight like a girl fight like a fight like a girl they're saying that they are weak so can we see how uh labels can uh give us a wrong impression because we know that men and women of God are strong in him, but it's in his purpose and his timing and what he wants us to do. Y'all agree with that? Amen. Amen. Did Brother Bernard come on there? Did he say so? I think he's back. If he's not frozen uh, again. Yeah, this thing acting crazy. I uh, know. That's okay. That's okay. So I'm going to give you a chance to answer the first question. Have you ever went before God and what was your results? Have I ever went before God as far as what do you mean? Because God is supposed to go before us. Okay. He, he's supposed to go before us to pave the way, make everything uh, line up. But in the situation of 1 Samuel 4, they went before God and got whooped. 4,000 they dead. And then they went and got the Ark of the Covenant. Still didn't ask God. And then 34,000 lay dead. I mean, <laughs> 30 more thousand lay dead. So have you ever went, gotten a situation or circumstances where you felt like you knew more than God and you went before God and then what was the result of that? I don't know about going before God, but I mean, knew more than God. But yeah, of course, you know. Sometimes we just go and do what we think is best, and we inquire of God about where we should, where He would have us to go, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Uh, sometimes we just go about life as business as usual, as we would, one would call it, uh, because we have a tendency to uh, we've, uh, we've always, typically before we even. You know, we have work have been accustomed to living life according to do, see, react. That's what it is. And uh, for those who are not, you know, uh, who have lived better part of their lives like that, I mean, it's a, it's a hard uh, habit to get out of. But so, yeah, mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of times that we just do things, you know, especially like when we. How we uh, or if I don't do it, won't get done, and things of mm -hmm. that. 
you know, self trying to be, you know, we're taught to be self-reliant mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we only, when we come to know that we only know things in part and there's only so much that we can do, we, you know, everything's in hindsight, then we can learn to uh, trust the Lord and a lot more things than what we do. Amen. But of course I have. Amen. So I, I got another question in reference to that. So I kind of want to make a statement, but I think I'm going to ask it in a question form. So it says that uh, Hophna and Phineas carried the Ark of the Covenant into the camp. Have you ever allowed someone that you know well I guess I shouldn't say that have you ever allowed someone to carry your hope when you know they didn't deserve to carry your hope and I'm using Phineas and um, Hophni as examples we know that they what they were doing in the church seducing the women and and mm. all kind of things not following god's will mm. and they are the ones that actually carried the ark of god in ark of, Co ark of covenant into the camp do or maybe i'll ask it this way do you feel like that may have had a reason why they were defeated is who was carrying the ark who was carrying the hope of god yes because God is not in the God is not the author of confusion. He's he's not he don't operate what sin is. You know, what sin is, God is not there, you know, and they was all the above. Okay. Brother Bernard? The question is, have I ever, which question am I answering? Uh, whichever one you feel like. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we have a tendency, we always put hope in folks and in uh, people. I mean, you just kind of, I always look at it like this. You set yourself up to be disappointed because everybody's different. Mm. Uh, and typically when we put hope in people, we our measuring stick is typically how we would do things and how we would be, but you know, everybody's different. Uh, and as far as the sons of um, Eli, they were in that position because um, the Leviticus the, or the Levites is why they were there. They were there by birthright. Um, you know, so that has nothing to do with their heart condition, of course. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, they, they were there and I, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, they went in being overconfident, but you know, them being the arc bearers, I'm sure they, they had no, cause all they want to do is continue to hold that position. A uh, prestigious position, actually. It's just not any position because you're talking about uh, 
men that are there to wait on God and uh, his presence and also there to serve the people that everybody had to come see once they reached a certain age. So I'm sure it had some prestigious positions to it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's about it. That's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. So my next question is has to do with the death of Eli. And I want you guys to think about this and, and tell me what you think about what I'm going to say. Okay. Did you notice that Eli did not die when he heard that his sons had died, but that his death came about when he heard about the Ark of the Covenant? <laughs> Does that say anything to anybody about how does it say anything? Let's start with that. Did y'all yeah. recognize that? I just recognized it. Yeah. Uh, God's business is greater than man's business. Uh, God relationship that they had uh, he knew God was the source of his life and his blessing, but his son was only a, you know, natural, you know, thing, natural blessing, natural life, and they 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 didn't contribute. But God and Eli had a relationship at one time. That's why you know, and 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 and, and, and God business was greater. I, I, I'm gonna say that I, I might be wrong, but God and his business was greater than him and his son. You know, uh, without God, it wouldn't been no son. Without right. God, it wouldn't have been no blessing. Without He been blessed many ways, and it only because of God. And if I lose God, don't nothing Amen. else matter. Amen. That's good. That's good, brother Bernard. Brother B. Did I notice that he passed once upon hearing? that the covenant of the ark was yeah. lost. Yeah, Spending most of his life uh, I attended to the presence of the Lord in the ark of the covenant. Uh, it is not to mention to me that his children, you know, whatever they were doing, that doesn't mean that he didn't love his kids. It's just that, you know, Sometimes we are, uh, some of the things that we hold near and dear to our heart, we have a tendency sometimes to, uh, I don't want to say take advantage, but we have a tendency to underappreciate those things, you know. Uh, so at that time when that happened, which I'm sure maybe it's never happened in his lifetime, you know. Maybe it's the first time it happened. And not only that, you know, it happened on his watch. Mm. You know, this is how we, and hit, you know, and, and I'm sure in their opinion, how we are connected to God. And this is where our connection to God, and this is, and it is, and it is gone. Mm. Uh, 
and it and it's partly due to you know my misgivings or the misgivings of my son, and also not only that, misgivings of the nation. Mm. What do you think? The Ark of the Covenant is gone. Does that mean the end of the entire nation, as mm. they knew it? You know, because it's in his opinion, I'm sure it means a definite separation from God. You know, from the physical presence of his, of God. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I imagine that uh, he was shocked to even think that the Lord had didn't uh, stand on their behalf, and that the I mean, you know, it's one thing to lose, but we lost the Ark of the Covenant at the same time. Yeah. Mm. You know, so yeah, I'm sure he was devastated. Not only you know, uh, to the point of that, he lost his life, obviously. Mm -hmm. Amen. So as we look at this story, we see so many things in it. Uh, we, see, um, we, we see how our lives can be disrupted if we don't allow, if we don't put God in it. Uh, we also see how if we, if we say nothing, some, some, sometimes because we say nothing, uh, circumstances come on us. Uh, we also see that, you know, how... Uh, uh, a person who didn't really uh, believe in our God uh, had fear, but had strength enough to lift up their hands against the children of Israel, even though they had fear and knew God's reputation, how they were able to still come together to defeat, uh, in their minds, to defeat the Israel, uh, Israelites. So the last thing I want to talk about, we really only have like six minutes. So a question about the name Ichabod. So we know that the woman called her son Ichabod, and we know that Ichabod means the glory of God is gone from us. Mm. So to have such a powerful statement for a woman, and you know, she also lost her life. Um, the glory of God. <laughs> I'll never mm. want that to happen. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that out there. Mm. You know, the mm. glory of God has departed from us. How how would you feel if you if you were in a situation, and I've been in states in my life where I felt like God had left me, but really it was me that had left God. Uh, but if God's presence. Mm left you how would you feel about that hopeless man shoot hopeless hopeless mm. what's my purpose i don't have no purpose what, what am i doing hmm. what about you brother gary hmm. <laughs> Hopeless, just like baby said, you have no hope, uh, no future. Mm. Uh, you're empty, you're starving. Mm. It's hard, mm. man. Brother Vanoa, uh, 
<laughs> you gonna get in trouble. Uh, repeat the question again. What would you do if the glory of God departed from you? What would? Hmm. Or how would you feel about that if you knew it had departed? How would you feel about that? Hmm. Well, you feel feel like uh, you know, I done messed up. You know, top of <laughs> I like that. You know, yeah. I don't, <laughs> you know, you know how you when you come to that point the way you realize that, you know, oh man, I I really messed up royally this time, type of deal. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh there's a lot of a vast array of uh feelings that go, come along with that, you know. So uh that that most definitely comes to mind. Uh, uh oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. But uh <laughs> yeah, that that would be, you know, I guess that that would be synonymous with you know, uh realizing that you're you know come to the point to where there's nothing but imminent death coming, you know, before you at the moment, you know. And I can only imagine how that feels when you are, you know, hey man, I'm mm -hmm. not getting out of this, you know, type of deal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I know that's a tough question. That's a question that can deprive the rest for the for the rest of the week because it's like sometimes you get we can I don't want to say take God for granted because we are in his presence and we get in his presence often when we pray, when we read the Bible, when we come together in Bible study, but to know that you're absent from him. And and I know for a fact. I mean, I have, I must speak this out. I've been absent from God when I wasn't living for Him, and I don't think He ever really left me though, because He would put me in places and people would say things to me, and so He never really left me. But I can only imagine the difference of how I feel now with God's presence than back then when I wasn't really following Him. And actually, call, call myself trying to hide from the all-knowing, all-seeing God. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but to not be in his presence, I think that's, that is death. To not have him, mm -hmm. that, that is death. That is the ultimate, the ultimate death. And I believe, I believe that. So I'm going to get uh, Brother Vinoy to go ahead and pray us out, unless we have any other comments. We have about one minute and 45 Ooh. seconds. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we're able to come before you, Heavenly Father, to meet with one another, Heavenly Father, to share your word. We ask, Heavenly Father, that we leave here, that every part uh, be receptive and that it be fertile ground for your seed to continue to grow, Heavenly Father. We ask that you continue to guide us, uh, direct our steps, Heavenly Father, and help us to be able to heed your direction as we move forward, Heavenly Father. And all these things we ask and pray in the name of mighty Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We got about one more minute. And Brother Benoit, while you were off, we have um, April is going to be you guys' month. So you guys pick a Wednesday in April. If you have a preferred Wednesday, just let me know. Uh, but Wednesday in April, we are all, you guys are going to be bringing the message. 
bringing uh, something to share with the group. Okay. All right. So y'all let me know if I have to make a schedule, then I will. But uh, let me know if you want to do the first, second, or third. And and then uh, I'll check uh, Minister Kelly's schedule to see when he's off. He may, he may be in May, so we'll see. He may have to go in May. All right, but God bless you and keep you is my prayer. And I have a question. Are, Are you, you determined, determined to grow? I love you guys, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'll see you guys All later right, on. Man. All right. All right. All God right. bless. <laughs>